Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine does them, I will liken unto a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Matthew 7, 24. Welcome, beloved, to another edition of God's Word with God's chosen servant, Reverend Amos Dacon. Reverend Amos Dacon is anointed to inspire you with an anointed teaching and preaching of God's Word with down-to-earth practical examples. Get ready as he ministers the Word of God for today. We fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim You are amazing God For, for our five brothers We pray even as we are about to share and discuss your word We pray for insight, wisdom, knowledge and understanding We pray that you through your spirit will give us illumination into your word Help us not only to be the hearers of the word, but also the doers as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so we started a journey. That's the journey I wanted to actually hear about. All those things were just, I don't know, but they were just supporting feet that I was connecting to the main thing. You understand? But we started a journey, and it was a journey I never wished to end. I'm not very good in preaching series. Part one today, part two, two. But there's something I want to do. Yes, there's something I want to really get get involved in because it helps us flow. You're welcome. Please, you have 15 minutes to pray. So put your book down. Pray for church growth. Go and come. All right. So we started a journey. And I remember I actually don't have note for the things I preach but I just preach extemporaneously do you know extemporaneous what does it mean to preach extemporaneously because I've taught you I have not taught you hey it's new eh? me I've taught you I taught you how to preach and I told you that if you want to be a good preacher learn to preach from your heart and I remember I even used Rollins Flight Lieutenant J.J. Rollins here, here. And I told you that he speaks from his heart. And so usually he doesn't follow speeches. And I told you Obama. And that is, that is what has made them good leaders. Because people don't want to hear people who preach from a whole list of whatever. Sometimes you, it's very difficult listening to somebody reading to you than to hear somebody talk to you. You can hear, listen to somebody talk to you for over 15 hours and you not feel tired. But the moment the person begins to read to you, you feel very bored and very timid. You understand? And so I told you that you must learn, if you want to be a good preacher, you must learn to preach extemporaneously. But it also comes with some disadvantage. And one of the disadvantages is that Anytime you are preaching extemporaneously, you end up saying things you've not planned to say. You understand? So, I was talking to a friend of mine that this Facebook live thing, me, the way I preach, 
sometimes you don't even know what you are going to say next until you say, so me, I'm not in, I'm not so much into this Facebook live thing. You know, I'd rather record and share the video so that I can have access to um, edit. You understand? And so, you must learn to preach extemporaneously. Well, I'll get there. But that is what I've been doing for some time now. I preach from my heart. But I thank God for retentive memory because I usually don't forget things unless it is not important for me to keep. You understand? But I remember that I started a series I entitled what? Lay people and what? And church growth. And I said that God is recruiting people into his vineyard. If you remember. He has always been looking for people to work for him. He does what? Yes. God is always recruiting people, looking for people, searching for people to help with his work. And that has always been the problem. But the funny thing I also spoke about is that the people he got were not the nobles. They were not the wise. They were not the well educated. You understand? But the Bible says that not many wise are called. 1 Corinthians 1.26 But you see your call. So one of the first things you must know is that the people God calls, he makes them see their call. Yes. God makes you see it. God will never call anybody without first of all making you know that he has, you have a call. It begins with a conviction that it seems God is calling you to do something for him. It could come through so many ways, but that's all I'm looking at today. There are so many ways through which people receive a call. Yes. People receive a call through passion, just passion for something. And what they don't know is that it's a call. Because Paul said, if any man desires the work of a bishop or of an overseer, he desires a good thing. Just the desire alone is enough to tell somebody that God has called you. Because Jesus said, if my father does not draw someone to me, no one can come to me. Two of us. And so, the moment you see yourself gravitating towards God and his things, know that secretly there is a call somewhere. Yes. There is something that is drawing you. It's like a magnet. It draws people. Nobody can come. That is why your brother is not here. That's why your brother says he goes to church. And yet, his church, you know, it's all about Sunday after church, he will come home and go and look for money. That's his life. No, your sisters don't want to even have anything to do with church. That's the last thing they think about. Your parents never went to church. And so for you to see yourself or find yourself gravitating towards the things of God shows that there is a call of God somewhere in your life. It means that God has got some special plan for your life. Somewhere. So even the desire alone is a call. It's a call. Is somebody here? Sometimes some people have some supernatural and spectacular calls. Some people, their call is like that. Like Moses. He saw a burning desire. A burning bush, sorry. There was, I've remembered burning desire. Well, he saw a burning bush. A, a bush that was burning. And he went closer to have a look at it. Then he heard a voice speak to him from the burning bush. Wow, what, what an awesome and spectacular encounter or call. 
And some of us will have a dream where God is telling you, I've called you to be my minister. Some of you will have a dream where an angel is putting a microphone into your hands to preach the gospel. These are all spectacular calls. But others will not. Others will not receive some spe- spectacular call. But don't forget that it is also a call. There are some people, their call will come to a man of God. A man of God can assign you. You go and do this. What you don't know is that it is a call. Is somebody here? It is a call. Because when you look at the life of Peter himself, now he didn't receive some spectacular encounter. Via, he Jesus met him. He said, follow me. That's all. Follow me and I'll make you. This is a man of God calling somebody to follow him. But what Peter didn't know was that it was a call. Many, many people are called. Just a few people are being chosen. What the gentleman didn't know is that on God's list, his name was there as one of the greatest apostles. But he just, his call came to a man of God. Hey, can you go and do this? You and you. Hey, can you, can you take care of this thing? And that, that is one of the things, Alice, you can Well, that's one of the things some of you must take note of. Usually, calls that comes to men of God are easily despised. When a man of God tells you, hey, can you, we need somebody to sit behind the table. Can you take care of that? Usually people despise it. But what we don't know is that God works behind, even for a man of God to even think that Abigail should lead praise and worship today. You must know that it was God who has orchestrated that Abigail should lead praise. Because Jesus says that not even a single hair will fall off your head without God's permission or without God being aware. So even if a single hair wants to drop and you to go and ask permission from God that I'm dropping today, how much more you leading the people of God in one area or the other? You think God is not behind it? You think he doesn't have a hand in it? You are the child. One day, years ago, I think in 2015, I just came to a fair man. That's where I was living. Then one of the days it dawned on me that I should start some prayer groups. So we started praying. I never knew God was behind it. I never heard from him. If you are waiting for God to speak to you, you'll be too late. I don't know if that's what you are waiting for. Lord, I need an encounter. A supernatural encounter. A, a, a divine visitation. Oh God, I beg you, talk to me. Talk to me. I've been praying this for some time. I realize God is not talking. I said, let me move on. Hey. Because if you always desire to have a supernatural encounter, you will you, you never move on. Because God is bringing us to the point where we will not only depend on spectacular calls for you to know you are called. Yeah. And then, oh, is it Charlie? Charlie, keep on on. We'll be talking about the before. It's a call. It's a call to learn, develop, and serve God with that gift. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you don't know. But it's a call. And so, what we don't know is that. God has called so many people. That's what the Bible said. Many are called. Many people are called. Many. He didn't say some, some people. He said many. Yes, the ratio of people called by God 
and as to the ratio that are of people that are really chosen to do certain things is about 100 is to 1. Yeah. Because the fact that you receive, you have a call doesn't mean you have all the graces for all the things God has called you to do. There are some of the things, there are some of the grace it comes to you as and when you move. As and when you move forward, it comes. It's like promotion. Then you go to class two, you don't use class one books. When you are promoted to P6, you don't go back and use KG books. Two of us. So I'm saying that there are some of the graces it comes as and as you move. And then the Bible says that these signs shall follow those who believe. It shall follow. So it means that those who believe are, are moving. So the more you move, the more you see the signs. We've been here. We've never seen a blind eye open. But if we can mobilize and go out there and, and just look at the blind and just lay our hands, then the Bible says that God will confirm our words with signs and wonders. And so we must know that God will give us a call. That's for the call. The is there. And the Bible says that you see your call. So you must know that a call is not something mysterious. You understand? The call of God is not something hidden where you have to go and search out before. No, it's clear. You must see it. How many of you have seen your call? But sometimes the, sometimes the confusing part of the call is that you don't know what he has called you to do. That's the confusing part. But you know you have a call. Yeah. Yes. And Jesus said something. I, I think it's, it was one of my favorite scriptures in John. Maybe I'll look for it and I'll give it to you. Yes, it was one of my favorite scriptures. The call of God is such that you will not know the details of it right from the beginning. Mm. You will not know. You begin to uncover and unravel some of the things as and when you move. Is somebody with me? Uh, Jesus said, I want to look for the scripture. I'll look for it. Don't worry. He said, if you want to know the will of God, eh, eh, if you can do, then you will know. It is the doing that leads to the knowing. It is not the knowing that leads to the doing. Usually, a lot of us want to know what the plan of God for my life is before we start. But Jesus says, no. You do, then you know. I started the church. I never... I, when I started the prayer... Pray with people. I never knew it was a church. I never knew. I never knew it was oh me. I can be minister that church. No, 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 no. It was just a small prayer group. I was praying with my wife, my mom, and Okoto and some few people who were praying, who were praying, just praying. And then at a point, Kelvin will visit and you go back to school and what have you. Then I'll be there. No, and I said, Oh, when we when we meet, let me share something small. You see. So me to I'll read some John three sixteen here and come and explain. Yes, I was a bad preacher then. I never knew that there is coming a time me to I'll preach and it will make sense. I never knew. Yes, I never knew. Have you found the scripture? It's in John. He said, "If you can do, then you know." Hey. 
Where are my people? It's 17. It has something to do with 7. John 7, 17. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. So if any man will do, then he shall know. John 7, 17. I remember that scripture. John 7, 17. If any man will do, then he will do what? Hey, if any man will do, then he will do what? You know. You know. So, so that's what I'm saying. That Listen, listen. I never knew. I've read it to you. Don't open. I never knew that what I was doing was a church. I never knew. Nobody told me that point. No, no, fear or so money. No, no, fear. So money. So money. So money. You understand so money? You understand so money? Do you understand so much? Do you understand so much? So much. Nobody told me that Charlie, they are away and they are sorry. They are more you fear when I'm sorry and I'm more. Nobody told me. I didn't even know. Started praying, praying. Then I realized that some people were coming and say, "Me, Charlie, who will come?" Then gradually my name changed from Brahmos to Osofu. Hey, hey. One day we were having service. I was preaching in the spirit. Oh, Charlie. Preaching. Then I wanted to talk about the, the, the sons of Jacob. Then I said, Jacob had 12 sons. They were all men. Jacob didn't have a daughter. Then one of my church members said, Pastor, Jacob had a daughter. Her name is Dinah. He said, Phew! Go and read your Bible. I, I, is it? <laughs> I should have rather gone to read my Bible. I didn't know Jacob had a, a daughter by name Dina. I didn't know. It's a few. <laughs> Keep quiet. Maybe, but I'm sure God will laugh. The boy has zeal, but he lacks knowledge. The boy is trying. Don't say that. Don't never. Any time I'm preaching, let me preach, please. You are not the pastor. I am the pastor. Yes. See, if you're not ready to to share even fake revelations, this you don't even know. Say something. Open your mouth and say something. You understand? And it will surprise you to know that even all those mistakes I was making, God was still taking the very same word and blessing them. Yeah. I never knew it was a church. I was just doing, doing that. Then later, I told them. I don't know what came over me. Then I told them. And that was wise. I told them that, do you know what? The day you hear me say that I'm turning this church into uh, this fellowship into a church, stop. Nobody should come. Because I don't have any motive of turning this fellowship into a church. It's just a non-denominational whatever. Everybody can come and pray and go home. I said, oh, pastor, we are with you. We are with you. It's a good idea. When I went home and I slept, you know, God said, next week you are, you are telling them that you are turning the church into Perez Chapel. I said, what? Pastor, it's small of it. Next week, I said, I doubted. 
Okay, this one is not the Holy Spirit. Hey. And I was confused. I said, but how can you wait for me to say what I said before you come and tell me what you are saying? Why didn't you even tell me before? And that time I've started hearing the voice of God once more. Oh. I went there. When I took the microphone, I was going to talk now. The first thing that came out of my mouth is that it is not by force. From today, this church is Perez Chapel. Hey! Then I remember, do you remember what I told you last week? They all said yes. I said, okay. But God said, I should turn the church into Perez Chapel. So if you can't, you can go back to your church. Some people told me they can't worship with me. I said, yes, so don't worry. You can go back to your church, but you can come for prayers. I said that I swam out four or five hands. They said, ah, we are with you. That's what we've been waiting for. Yeah. I said, wow, Charlie, these are my, my disciples. Yes, I have some people who now believe. Yeah. Yes. At least God has given me confirmation. In the mouth of two or three, a case is established. So it's enough. Then we started some buga buga something in my father's home, my his home. It started in my home. Our the children will come and sleep there. Then they renate on my carpet. This carpet, this carpet, it was brand new. No wonder I I went to buy this carpet myself. But I didn't know it was for God. I didn't know I was buying it for God. Come and sleep, Okoto's children. Park we see, me bro. By the time they will leave them after the prayers, the carpet is soaked. So you have to remove the carpet, go and put it outside, mop the room. And yet I didn't know it was a church. We're just flowing, we're just praying, we're just believing God, trusting that. He will work on us. That was my mind. It wasn't even about it. Only for us to realize that not knowing what we were doing was a church. At the point, the number was so much such that we weren't able to even meet in, in my hall. So I had to move to my father's house. That's a, a, a bit bigger than mine. Then I removed the curtains. Those days I had money. But now I have money to the glory of God. You see? Please, you are praying for 15 minutes, the two of you. Quickly. Don't go behind the curtains. Pray inside so that I, I may see you and the power of his glory. So, I, I was just, oh, come on, sharing something. I realized, no, the place couldn't contain us. So I moved into my daddy's wall. Then I, 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 please, I don't want to see you there. You. Come on. So, what I did was, is somebody here? What I did was that I just hung my curtains. So, when you come to my room, empty, there's nothing there. I still have the pictures. Hanged my curtains, my crossbar. Oh, decorated my father's hall. So after service, we don't even remove it. I'll leave it there. My father will come and use it. When we are coming to have service, then I'll move his chairs out. Gradually, we started with there, praying, just believing God. 
I didn't even know anything about church. But I'm saying all what I'm saying to let you know that, listen, God has called so many people. But the problem is that we don't even know what He's calling us to do. But if only you can just obey, do this, then you do it. Do it. Sometimes it's not easy to obey. One of the most difficult things on earth is to obey. It's not easy. And here, that is the way to success. So I was just doing, I was just doing. Uh, then today, God has brought us here. We know there are greater things to achieve. Is somebody here? But God is calling so many people, and the call will come in so many ways and so many forms. So many ways. Oh yeah. Sometimes your call will come through your friend, not your pastor. I'm telling you. There are some people over here. Yeah, yeah. The reason why you even identified the call on your life was because of a friend. It took a friend of mine to even know that I have a call and that God is going to use me. A friend. Not my pastor. A friend. She was a major turning point in my life and ministry. She, she even made me know that I was called. I didn't know. Oh, we may know her. Auntie Rita. And then Ousu. Ousu brought, I met Ousu. Who, he came to sing in our church. My former church. Then he became my friend. Because the pastor invited him for a program for three days. He had to stay with the pastor. So he was staying in the pastor's house. So the first day he came to minister, I was playing the keyboard. I said, oh, Charlie, you are good. He said, oh, you you are good. So we became friends. After service, I came home. The next day when I went, he told me that he wants to go and know, he wants to go and see my house. At least he wants to know where I stay. So I, I was driving then. So after church, I brought him home. Then he, he came and told the pastor that he wants to come and stay with me. And he went to carry all his things and came to live in my house. And that was how he became my friend. Then we started conversing. I didn't know him. He said he was from Kumasi and what have you. So we started chatting, chatting. Then she introduced a lady to me. And I don't know, the lady was a prophetess. And so we were chatting. And I asked them, when are, you, when are we going to be? She said, oh, we'll be coming to Kumasi for another program. So when we are coming, I'll come with him. Then they came together. When they came, they came to stay with me. They didn't even go to the pastor's house. Both of them came to stay with me. And that was how. Then she saw me. She started prophesying. I said, hey. Ah. And everything she said was true. The lady started prophesying. Wow. Charlie, you're a great preacher. I said, hey. Saw my father prophesied. Saw my mother prophesied. She was the one who prophesied to my father and my father started crying. A deep prophetic ministry. Then she, she made me know that there was a call on my life. I didn't know. Oh, I was just eating, sleeping and uh, living my life. So sometimes through a friend you can also identify or see the call of God on your life. Who can give me a biblical example of what I'm saying? This is why you should know biblical example of somebody who brought his friend to get to to identify his call. Philip and Nathaniel. Philip told Nathaniel that we've seen the Christ. Are you with me? We've seen the Christ. And he said, oh really? Where does he say? Oh, he's from Nazareth. 
Can anything good come out of Nazareth? He said, come and see. You come and see. Immediately he got there. He saw, he said, where is the Christ? He said, that's the man sitting over there. He said, hey, mother, this man. I'm sure they were conversing when they were coming. Then Jesus said, Nathaniel, I saw you when you were under the fig tree when Philip came to call you. He said, hey. At first when Jesus saw him, the first thing, the first comment he passed was, wow, this is a pure Jew in whom there is no blemish. In whom there is no sin. There is no fault. It didn't mean he was sinless. It meant that the guy is doing everything to keep the laws of the Jews. So when it comes to keeping the laws of the Jews, there is 100%. Then Nathaniel said, how did you know me? Jesus said, I saw you when you were under the fig tree. When, and this is a very pure manifestation of prophetic gift. I saw you when you were under the fig tree. When Philip came to call you. So Jesus was telling him the location from which he had the call. Then he said, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus said, oh, you just believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. Then what will you do when you see the Son of Man sitting in the clouds? Coming down. What, that one, what will you do? And so you realize that Nathaniel's call to be one of the greatest apostles came about because of his friend. And I can say that it was Abigail who brought Florence to the church, two of us. Although your mother used to visit us and Sandra used to come with your mother and you weren't... But Abigail held your, your toes or held your underwear, dragged you and you followed like something. And today you are here fulfilling the call of God. Two of us. And so, and so it, what it tells us is that Please, are you praying? You pray whilst you listen. What it tells us is that the call of God can come in so many forms. Yes, but it's still a call. Do not underestimate it. And don't say that, oh, because this person said God spoke to him and me, dear God didn't speak to me. Mine is not a call. Or God has called some people more than other people. That is not true. And so... That is what I want you to understand that your call will come in so many forms. I'm just, I'm just taking my time for you to understand what I'm building upon. What did I say? What was the first thing I said? No, it's not about the call. What, when I started, what is the first thing I said? I'm building a progression. I'm doing something. I'm building a step. I want to build a house. And I, I've built the foundation. I want you to follow the steps. That's why I'm taking my time to go over. So what is the first thing I said? No. That's the first thing I said. God is calling people. God is recruiting people. God is looking for people. Eh? That's the first thing I said. That, that, that's a summary of everything I'm saying. God is calling people. But how do you know that I'm part of those people? And I'm telling you that the call will come in so many forms. Some of them are spectacular. Others are not spectacular. Some, some of them are ordinary. Some of them cry no, Nobody will call you. Some, some of them, you just be passing and you say that something was doing me that as you enter the church. Have you, have you, have you heard that before? Hey, I was passing there. Something told me. You, every day you call the Holy Spirit something. So something can tell you that enter the church. Your friend can invite you. Even your brother can lead you to your call. Example. Example, you said true. Biblical example. 
of somebody who came into the ministry because of a brother. Andrews. His brother Peter went to call him. Brought him to the Lord. You understand? And so sometimes your brother can, can easily lead you to get to know Christ. Somebody here? Yeah? And so your call can come in so many forms. Sometimes your parents can even take you to a church. But what you don't know is that God is just using them to introduce you to the real church if they want you to stay. Hello? And so I'm saying that the call will come in so many ways, but whichever way your call will come, know that it is still a call. So at this point, I want to use the opportunity to ask you how you receive the call into ministry. Unless, of course, you don't believe you are called. Hey, this one is sweeter than this one. Eh? Hey, Charlie. It's not the form. Is it the form? It's not the form. Okay. And so let's know that God has so many ways of calling his children. So you tell me, I think there is noise in this one. So tell me how you received your call quickly in the next one minute. Um, thank you, Daddy. Ah. Um, oh, you can join us. Come and come and answer this question. Quickly, 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 the next me, 30 I, seconds. I, I think I received so many calls. Like, but one of the ways I've, I, felt, I felt that it, it was the calling of God upon my life was through a friend. A friend? Yes. Okay. Um, how, how did it happen? Quickly. So since school, um, SS, my prayer secretary, so he, he made me feel like I had a call. I mean, I, actually, I didn't... It actually, it started from my school father. Yes, when I went to school, I was like, I'm not doing anything. I just came for my books and study and go. But he involved me in, like, okay. the school band. Oh. And then I started having some passion before music and oh. loving to do something for God. Okay. Then when he was going, he handed over to me. And then okay. he said, I should. So from that time, I felt like, okay, I have some call over my life. And also when I came here, there are certain calls I thought I didn't have. Did I, didn't, have I, didn't, okay. I, didn't, I didn't see them to be a call. I just saw them to be doing something. But you, when I came, you made it so clear to me that it's also a call. So anything that, any opportunity God gives you, is just a call to fulfill something. Okay. It, it, that word came from you to me. Wow. So wow. I think all these things have come, uh, come together to okay. show me that I have some You have a call. Jale. Hey, bro. Who, who led you to know that? You have a call of God on your life. It's like there's something you can do for God. Let's do this. Was it through your father, your brother, your friend? Quickly. You talk. Don't mind him. Talk. A friend. Who is that friend? Derek. What did he say and what did he do? Oh, so you prayed for him to accept Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior. Okay. But did you know that that's different from a call? But like, so then oh, you knew that you have to work for God after the prayer. Did you know that you have to work for God? So my question is, can you sit in front of your tenant? And so how did you know you have a call? Like, My question is, how did you know that you have to work for God? 
it was true who was it kelvin when you came here kelvin uh, who, who, who said that was it a friend who made you know that no i said god is calling me to work for him a friend who is that friend the same there okay wow wow okay so peace how did you know you have a call of god on your life some people told you you have to do something for the lord wow. and you felt that in that saying god was calling you to to do something wow abigail Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. We were standing on the podium and you said, um, you are a girl, you are there, you know how to sing, but you don't want to sing. Do you, mm-hmm. do you think God will come and beg you to sing for you? You were there. I remember it like yesterday, and so wow. and another one was through a dream. Okay. Yes, and I came to tell you. He told me that God is calling me. That's wow. um, the Sunday school and the book writing. Uh, but before the then, you, prof- pen. <laughs> you prophesied to me okay. that I'll be a prolific writer. Oh really? Yes. Under the I don't remember. Yes. Oh, uh, we thank God. How, how did you? How did you know you were called? How were you called? Which friend? Okay, how did uh, what did she say that made you think you have a call? Like first, I use your microphone. I didn't really love the things of God when okay. you go, go to church. I didn't love the things of God, but gradually she talked to me and I was picking up. Yeah. Okay, how did you know you have a call of God on your life? Let's do this. By my friends and my CRS mother, my senior high school. Okay, CRS. Yes. What's CRS? Christian religious status. Okay. So, like, whenever I say something, it came to pass. Hey. And so one day, a friend was sick and went and visited her, like mm. a boy. Mm. So I prayed for her that by mm. one o'clock, they see no bus and truly mm. soon. <laughs> truly, by that time, soon. And it came to pass. Yeah, so when she came, she said, Hey, you see, I that what the prayer went. Wow. So since then, she had been calling me. Prophetess. <laughs> Dangerous. Gregu, how did you know? Thank you for the opportunity, Daddy. But for mine, it's, it's a mixture of the spectacular one and the <laughs> God, remember us too. We beg you. Yo. So, how did you see how that, how that happened? Daddy, the first one came when I was in Church of Pentecost. Royal Assembly, that is a good man. And okay. we went for a quiz, and I was first. And I, I was called in front of the whole church, and I was being prayed for. And one of the, the presiding elder then said that he's going to be a great prophet of God. I was nine years old. Yeah, prophet. And, and uh, even at times, the other day, Godfrey and I were went to this leader um, spot and they said they were going to drink. Those times we had some bad friends, so they were taking alcohol and stuff like that. And I went to drink. Godfrey was going to drink. Yeah, they all went to drink there. Okay. And I, I told them that. Look at them. Look at somebody's mouth. With, uh, 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 and and I, to, I went to take malt. And we were sitting there, and one guy turned and looked at me. Ah, no, so from so here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Alice. Okay, my own was through uh, prophecies from different pastors and stuff. Okay. And uh, that one was uh, in a dream. I was like 
I dreamt that I was standing in front of a big congregation and I was ministering, I was singing. Hey. And people were receiving their healing. Shower, shower. Hey. Mm. Spectacular, Charlie. We did. Covered. Where's Govet? Ah, hey, he has started this. When I came here, you told me the same thing. The prophecies I've been receiving when I was in school. The okay. pastor came to our school and when he was preaching, he called and told me that. Who came to your school? The pastor. Okay. So he told I thought me you said I came to your school. And he told me that I have a gift of healing on my life. Okay, so. Through ministration. So school, yours yeah. was true dreams, spectacular, and. A prophecy. Okay. Wow. And that in mind was true. It was me. An appointment. But you were you were an associate pastor before I met you. <laughs> yeah. I just often knew or no. Okay, let's go. I think I I owe everything in my life to because it was true that I can now do what I'm doing for God. Dreams I've also seen um, the call and people are even testifying of it. Wow, oh, you are anointed though. Mm. Do you have a call? Oh, I go. <laughs> okay. Okay, Papa. My also was too prophetic. Okay. But the main one that made me know I had a call was too. Oh, me? Yes. Okay. I mean, when I completed SHS I came for we came for evening service. Okay. The auntie Abby brought us, my mother and I. Okay. And after praying happy. Okay. Okay. So after praying, you told me say um I had a colon. Okay. I had a colon and it was singing. Oh. I I I can sing and people will be healed. Oh. The dead will be raised. Spectacular, and, Charlie. And you even told me to, um, uh, you also told me that through my singing, I'll have opportunities with people, and oh. I'm going to be the great person to redeem my family. Wow. Hey, Charlie. It's a call. But you realize that about 99.5% of the call hasn't been fulfilled. The things you saw. No, no, wait. The things you saw, the things you were doing, even in the hall, where you were singing and the blind eyes were opening, the dead were being raised, the cripples were walking, the dam was speaking, mountains were moving, valleys were quickening. What was happening? Rivers were drying up. And the sea was being divided. You still realize that, Auntie, <laughs> you've not seen anything. Two of us. Shelly. It doesn't mean it is not true. It doesn't mean you don't have a call. It means what I'm going to tell you. What it simply means is that. You will not see it when you fail to do it.
how do you see it when you don't want to do it? You don't just sleep and one day wake up and you are praying for the sick and they are, they are being healed. It takes years and years of ministering to the sick for it to work one day. That's what God told me. Begin to pray for the sick. He didn't say pray for them. Nah, then you see blind eyes open. He said begin. There is a genesis to everything in life in your call. There is a beginning. Yeah, there is a beginning. Today your, your voice may be very horrible and yet if you, you can still believe that you have a gift through music. It will work. The reason why some of you are still horrible on the microphone is because you don't sing. You don't do. Yes, you stop doing. But it's not that you don't have a call to music. You've seen it that God has given you a call to music. But your problem is that you are not using it. That's a problem. Yeah, we all have a call. God has placed something in all of us. Some of you are going to be pastors of, of mega churches, 10,000 churches. Some of you. Uh, look at yourself. Do you see yourself as a serious pastor, prophetess, praying for the sick to be healed at 1 o'clock? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Your prayers have not even killed an ant before. That in the name of Jesus, this ant, I, I curse you to die right now. You better know it will shake it but us like this. And, 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 and so, it, it's very simple. What it means is that we are not using what God has given us. Yeah. We've left it. It's just lying there. It's over there. So I, say, I started by saying that God is calling people. God is recruiting people. But one of the things we must also know is that the people he's calling, nah, he calls them through different ways. And number two, they have so many problems. So that's, these are some of the highlights I'm giving you. Number one, God is calling people. You can write it down. Yes. A summary of everything we've done so far. Number one, God is calling people. Number two, he calls them through many ways. There are so many ways and manner through which he calls those people he is planning to use. And we've seen our call, all of us. And so you can write some of the types of the ways he calls. Through a vision, through a spectacular call, through a desire, through a friend, through a pastor, through a prophecy, through whatsoever means. So many. Then I moved on from there and I said that. You can get the tape, don't worry. Then I said that. There is a problem with the people he's calling. And the problem, one of the first problems is that not many of them are wise. God calls wise people. Uh, the people God calls you can say Charlie. But some of us power where we say God calls what we know. Eh? You can see that Charlie this thing. Hmm. Not many wise. If you were wise you wouldn't have been here. But it's that where you you, ah, you are in a board meeting somewhere. You, you are, we are with us right now because you are not wise. <laughs> yes, because, like people will be paying you to speak for one hour, yes, just to hear your wisdom. And yet God is calling us. So God is calling us. You see, 
one of the, the problems is that he doesn't call <laughs> he is, or not many wise are called that's why I want to put it in a better way not many wise people are called not many nobles not many people from royal families are called you, your family are they royals do you come from a royal family what about you you are from a royal family what is the royalty of your <laughs> are you also from a royal family are you also from a royal family which family Niklotiwi oh what you chop your deer at where Bawe. who knows you in Bawe? and you say you are a royal in a royal and so please don't deceive yourself not every car is a car two of us Oh, I said not every car is a car. There are some of the cars. It's better you walk. Even those walking are far better than those driving those cars. Ah. I'm telling you, sometimes it's, it's even more like fancy fallen, even glorious to walk than to sit in certain cars. Hey, there are some of the cars. When people see you, they, they will laugh at you. Yeah. So not not every not every royal family is a royal family. You understand? Are you also from a royal family? What about you? Eh? Small. What about you? From where? Otikokoso this year. Otikokoso and Otituntumzo. Momotikokoso and Otituntumzo. Hey! Otikokoso this year, Pana! Which any? We am born here. Two week. What's it what? I'm on crowd this year. This which royal family? So not not many nobles are called. Do you agree? Yes, not not many. Not many. Yeah, not many. If you are a noble. The, your parents wouldn't even allow you to be here. Do you watch Nigerian movies and what have you? Look at the way they treat the, the princes and the, the princesses. Sure. So if, if a prince is passing and you go and fetch water, you must, you must put the water down and bow until the prince passes away. Inai, Inai. Do you know Inai? Who is Inai? My Lord. You don't watch Nigeria movie. You somebody will go to farm and he's carrying his dog and his tail. He will see oh, a nine. That is royalty. Not your own. That you go to your hometown and <laughs> even the slave who is living your hometown will insult you. Yes. When you are carrying your background, nobody will take it. <laughs> you understand? And so, not many royals are called. Not many educated people are called. Not many morally upright people are called. We have problems, though. Some of us, the things we've done power for us to be here, that we are called. Hmm. so, So, you realize that not many people of class 
and of high social status accord. Do you agree with what I'm saying? Yes, not many. And what I still don't understand is that why would God choose people like us? Ordinary people. First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty six down to twenty eight. Can we do this? First Corinthians chapter one. I'll be reading from the NIV version. Verse number twenty six. For the sake of microphone, I want to read it from my end. The Bible says, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Wow. I like the NIV. Think of what you were when you were called. That not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Some of you, when you say, you are, you, are, you are not going to school today. Not even a, a hen will say it will follow you. You are not influential. When you say things, nobody agrees with you. In secondary school or whatever. And when everybody says something, and you know you say something, everybody would rather insult you. Shut up. Have you ever been in school where a, a teacher would teach and he says, Sir, I, I don't understand. You say, Oh, you too. Ah, keep quiet and let's move on. You every day you don't understand. Have you, have, you, have you been? You ask a question, your friends are angry that you've asked a question that you don't understand. But there are some people who say, Sir, I, I don't get you. And say, Yes, sir, me too. Say, sir, me too. Sir, me too. You're not influential. If you are influential, even coming here, about 15 people will follow you. They'll just follow you just like that. So not many influential people are called, two of us. And not many were of noble birth. I just explained the nobility to you. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the foolish things of the world to do what? To shame the wise. So, so, let's know that every person who receives a, a call Many of the people, when the Bible says not many wise are called, it means that many of the people called are fools. So anytime you see a church worker in their default state or mood, they are fools. They are not correct. Yes. Is somebody here? Some of you will be very John. You see, you'll be Johnemic when you travel to America. You get to the airport. Yeah. I am fool. A lot of I'm telling you, when you get to airport, you'll be confused. Even Kutoka. If they oh if you, without assistance they ask you to travel, you, you don't even know where to go first. <laughs> if you are not careful, you go and join the queue of people going to <laughs> going to sit uh, or take their flight. Yes. You go to Mali instead of going to America. <laughs> yes. You go and join the Malian line. Yeah, you be in the queue. Then you go and say, okay, so welcome to Mali. America. Yes. It tells us that, listen, it tells us that a lot of us are fools. Yes. We are not wise. A lot of us, we are not. 
But the Bible said, but God has chosen the foolish things. How many foolish things are here? <laughs> I mean, I'm the first foolish thing. So, so, even the Bible didn't say God has chosen the, the foolish people. The things. Do you know you are a thing? Tell anybody you are a thing. And somebody said, small girl, you don't know the thing. I am teaching you the thing. And, hey, yeah. But not many people are called who are wise. But God has chosen the foolish things. Because some of you, in your family, that is the best description. You are a thing. This message continues on the next track.